What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Camille, and I want to welcome you to our episode today. Hey, we're going to talk about some great things. You know, as far as church is concerned, sometimes, I don't know, it's like we act as if we never have any issues, we never have any problems, we never have any questions. So you know what? We secretly try to get the answers from somewhere else. And I think it's about time that the church begins to talk about issues. You know, just because I love the Lord, just because I'm a Christian, it doesn't mean that I don't have questions or even sometimes issues. So what we want to talk about today is what shapes our attractions. Now, this is such a broad topic, but we're going to try to zero in on things that I believe are significant and what helps us or either causes us to be attracted to certain things. First of all, I want to let you know that all our attractions, appetites, whatever we like, it's in our soul. That's right. It's in your soul. And you're probably wondering, what are you talking about, Camille? Well, we have, our body is made up of a soul and our spirit. So, but it is in the soul where we decide what we like. You know what? I'm talking about simple stuff like whether you like ketchup on your hot dog or whether you like mustard on your hot dog. See me, I like mustard on my hot dog. I think ketchup is just for hamburgers. But guess what? That's coming from my soul. That's right. Even our attraction to just different things that we like. Colors. Some people like purple. Some people like blue. Some people like green. All of that is in your soul. So when it comes to being attracted to people, that's in our soul too. Now for me, I like a man like Ice Cube. Yeah, I like that kind of body type. But for some people, they say Ice Cube is probably a little bit too chunky. And they want a skinny mini. But hey, that's coming from your soul. Whatever you're attracted to. And you know what? Everything in our soul is not bad. But I think what happens is we're unable sometimes or sometimes we just decide not to. To decide what's not good. Because in that soul, it's not only good things, but in that soul also can be some wicked things. You know, thoughts. You know, we know that the Bible tells us that we have what we have to do with thoughts. It says that we have to bring them down. You know, and the reason why we have to do that is because anything that's going to exalt itself against the knowledge of God places us in a um, compromising position. So we have to do what? We have to tackle those thoughts that are against God and get rid of them. Because let me just tell you the truth. Just because we love the Lord, it doesn't mean we're not going to have some thoughts that are not godly. Just because we go to church, we're there every time the door opens, it doesn't mean that sometime we're just going to have some bad thoughts. Listen, have you ever been in church service and you had your hands lifted up and you were really worshiping God and all of a sudden, Boy, this thought came to your mind. This whole scene that had nothing to do with church came to your mind. Well, I'm telling you the truth. I've had some of those moments. And you know what? Right then and there, I had to cast that thought down and bring my mind back. And I think what we really need to do, this is something that we have to practice. It does just come natural. It's not that, you know we're going to conquer every thought that's not of God right away. But it's something that we have to practice. And I want to talk about um, the soul and some of the things that I believe that are in the soul that causes us sometime to not um, maybe be able to work and do some things. Now, one of the things that's in the soul, our soul never forgets trauma. 
If we've experienced any kind of trauma as a child, the soul never forgets that. If we've experienced trauma as an, an adult, it never forgets that. And if we're really thinking about um, a lot of the times while we have an issue with even with forgiveness, is because the soul doesn't want us to forgive. It keeps bringing that thing up. It keeps rehearsing that. And even sometimes when we think we've forgotten it, if we come in contact with anything that's even remotely close to what we've already experienced it's like the soul brings it up again so those are some of the things that we have to learn how to practice now some people say that their soul is their conscious and you know what that can be good or bad and this is why it's so important that we feed our spirit because our spirit is supposed to be in control of our soul you know what when i was a little girl i used to hear it all the time they used to say Work out your own soul salvation. Now, I didn't really know what that meant. But as an adult, I now know what that meant. What they meant was, even though we were saved or a Christian, we were going to have to work out the things in our soul. Now, you probably um, can say that you have never heard anybody say, work out your spirit. Yeah, because it's not the spirit that's giving us trouble. It's what's in that soul. It's the appetite. It's what we desire. You know, so we'd have to just ask the Lord, you know, to really help us. Um, also in the soul, some of the things, the soul never forgets hurt. It never forgets those times. Like, for instance, if you've experienced any type of level of abuse, if you've experienced any type of level of distrust, the soul grips on those things. And I don't know about you, but have you ever experienced working with people and you always felt like you had to walk on eggshells? Well, the reason why is because they have damage in their soul that's never been taken care of. And you're like, I don't ever know when that person is just going to go off. And so you never know what you can say. And sometimes you may say something and you think that there's absolutely nothing wrong with what you said. But to that person, it's very offensive. And the reason why is because there's a hurt there that's in that soul that has never been taken care of. So I just want us to know that. A lot of the things that we go through, it's in our soul. And I found out for me, it's like I have to go through a soaking. And what I mean by that is the time that I spend with the Lord. Because listen, I want you to know there is nothing that can heal the soul like the presence of God. You know, and even counseling. I suggest to many people that I believe that counseling along with Jesus is the answer. You know, sometimes a church, you know, we, we don't believe that people, you know, should get counseling. And, you know, I don't understand why. You know, we start to talk about they don't have the faith, you know, and they should just pray. You know, and they don't need these extra things. Well, listen, we don't tell people they don't have the faith when they're taking high blood pressure medicine. We don't tell people they don't have the faith, and let's say it like we said when we grew up, sugar, diabetes, when they're taking insulin and whatever they're taking. We don't say they don't have the faith. So why is it that we're so hard on people who need counseling? I believe that for all of us and many of us, we just may need to speak to someone who does not know us. We need to speak to someone who's a licensed psychologist, somebody that can listen at what we've experienced. And because I believe sometimes when we speak to people that we already know, we hold back. Because in the back of our mind, we're thinking that they're gonna judge us or they're gonna feel a certain way or either they won't love us when they really hear how we feel. So that's why I suggest that we go 
to a psychologist, a trained psychologist, and speak with them. And hey, I want to say this about counseling. Now, if we're going to go to counseling and we're not going to be honest, we are wasting our money. We can't go into counseling talking about all these things that are not relevant to our soul. Going into counseling, not really being honest and being truthful about what we've experienced or even what we're feeling. And so, you know, counseling is not a place that we need to have pride. Counseling is a place that, let me just say it this way, that we have time that we can dump what we feel. We can acknowledge the real person that we believe that we are for the moment. You know, I want to tell you that uh, managing our soul is a lifetime event. You can't put it on layaway and never go back to manage it ever again. It's something that has to take place daily. You know, every day I get up and I ask God to help me because I want to submit because, you know what, I'm just going to be honest. I don't trust my soul. I'm telling you that thing will be saved for 20 minutes, and the next thing I know, honey, it's not saved. It's thinking about all kind of stuff, showing me all kind of stuff. You know, and this is a good one. How many of you experience sometimes going places and you always feel like people are watching you. You always feel like somebody's staring at you. You always feel like somebody is talking about you. Listen, that's coming from a damaged place that's in our soul. So you're probably saying, what does that have to do with what we're attracted to? It has a lot to do with what we're attracted to. Because I believe that there are cases where we are attracted to certain things because, again, of the trauma that we've experienced. You know, for instance, um, for some of you who may have experienced certain things, and maybe you've not told anybody, but you keep attracting people in your life. And not only uh, a spouse or a friend, special friend, but even just in general relationships. You keep attracting people with the very same issues that you have. That's, um, that's a natural thing. But this is the reason why we want to get to a point that we can do as much as we possibly can to be healed of those things that are damaging. Now, again, everything in the soul is not bad. You know, like I said, colors, that's not bad. What you decide that you want to eat. You know, I remember when I was a little girl and my mom, you know, you know how it is. Whatever they cook, that's what you were going to eat. Not like the kids today when they can say, Mama, I don't want that. Take me to Burger King. Okay, we didn't have that option when I was a little girl. So whatever we had, that's what it was going to be. So I always did not like it when my mom cooked liver. I was like, I don't like liver. But my mom and dad said, well, if you're going to eat meat, this is what you're going to have tonight is liver. But you know what I would do? Listen, I would take that liver and I would put so much ketchup on it. Because I was trying my best to make it taste like what I wanted it to taste like. My desire. I was trying to make it taste like steak, any kind of beef, anything but liver. But guess what? It didn't work. It still tastes like liver. So what am I saying? It's just things that we are going to have to come to a place in our life that we deal with it so that we can have what I like to say healthy attractions so that we can learn to get with people 
and decide some things we're not going to have because it's a part of our past. And I want to tell you this. The enemy is really, really, really good with trying to keep us attached to something that's in the past that was trauma. To keep us attached to a memory that's not good for us. Because I'm telling you, it affects us in our adult life. It affects the things that we choose. It affects the people that we choose. It affects us in uh, choosing a spouse, choosing our friends. Even accepting your purpose. Hey guys, I want to thank you for tuning in to Change My Status. Join us again next Friday.